Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. So you thought we'd never be here, huh? Well, no, we're here. And uh, we're uh, hopefully going to have a good morning today, but we always do. My name is Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. Sam Schmitz is on the board. And uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. with the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. You can always get in touch with us during the show by calling at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or... You can email us live at the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. It's easy enough to remember. Good morning, fellas. How's everybody today? Doing good, buddy. Yeah, doing good. <laughs> yep, doing great. Yeah. You know, but I, I was joking about that, in the, you know, when I opened that, uh, you know, we're here, we're still here. Uh, that could change in the next couple of weeks. They might shut us down, you know, because, you know, Sherpers is closed. All three stores of Sherpers are closed. So what, they wouldn't want any extra bodies coming in the building then? Is that it? right. Yeah, exactly. And But at Sherpers, you can can still buy stuff, but you call, order it, and you can pick it up at the door. (laughs) Or you can order it online at Sherpers.com. Either way, you know, but... I see the can of Lysol over here. Oh, yeah. And we got the... But that's always been... In the winter time, we got the it's Clorox always like that around there. here because uh, yeah, somebody was always getting sick in this yep. place. Yep, seems like Sparky was getting sick or somebody getting yep. sick, and and um, I don't know about this year, but I guess if you're just automatically in a small confined room, if one person's sick, it's easy to uh, yeah, yeah, that everybody gets it. Yeah, right. It's kind of like little kids at you know in grade school. One kid gets sick, half of the class is sick, and then they bring it home to their parents, and their parents and brothers and sisters get sick. <laughs> I've been listening to the big uh, show, yeah, and it sounds like Gary Ellerson's calling from uh, somewhere else. It doesn't sound like his voice is oh, yeah. the same as everybody else. It sounds no, like he's on the phone or something. He's doing it from home. Is he? Yeah. We have this like app that you can use. It's basically like a mic. It's better. It's better than just like you know, 
talking on the phone. And uh, Chuck Freeman's been doing it too. Uh, Bill's doing his sh- show from home too. I don't know if you guys have been able to tell. Hey, could we do our show from home? Well, uh, you'd have to get this uh, app. We could. I mean, well, we don't out. have smartphones. Could we just no, be on the no, telephone? I don't want Neubauer at my home. <laughs> no. Uh, no. no. I mean, you at yours, me oh, at okay. mine. I'm just I mean, kidding. Tom, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> they're just trying to reduce the number of yeah. people number on of every people. show as much well, as possible. it's an app. What do you mean it's an app? Is it something you... It's something you put in, in your, your smartphone. Your smartphone. You well, we're smartphone. out then. We both have flip phones. Yeah, we don't have Great. smartphones. No, we, we don't, we don't have They're going to be here every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. Either that or you folks are going to be hearing the best of, which, well, you're prob- which there ain't that many. <laughs> well, you're probably uh, just uh, staying home yourself, right? I still went shopping. I Did still you? went out to grocery stores and that. I, I got to go like- out today, this morning after the show. I got to stop at Office Max. Shouldn't you just? Today. Okay. I'm not too worried about it. You're not. No, I'm not too worried. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, if it gets me, it gets me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know, because I'm okay. Your immune system. No, I mean, I, you had open heart surgery, so that's <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking. I, I don't know if I'd want to put I, my body through a whole lot. Well, like I said, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to change my life that much. I mean, granted, we're not going to any busy places, you know, except well, the grocery stores are busy. But I go early in the morning, and there's not that many people, you know. So I'm surprised you're not stocked up as much as you're all. Oh, we got stuff, but I mean, it's stuff. all stuff all every well, week. You're yeah. every day. You're well, whopping up no, we're, a bunch we're, of, you know, working up a bunch yeah. of stuff. We're stocked up, but the thing is, is that uh, you know you need stuff like bread and milk, and I run out of a few things here and there, you know. So it's just your basic stuff. Uh, I haven't brought you know? bought bread or milk in months. No. Yeah, I don't need no bread or milk. No, I do. Yeah, because I like sandwiches, and I I use milk in my cereal. Well, so. I might go buy some. <laughs> I might buy some buns because I have some venison brats. There you go. And I'm thawing out, and I'm thinking, well, so what's the best way to cook brats if you don't do them on a grill? <sighs> there is no good way. What do you mean? There's no good way. <laughs> You, Mister. There's no good way if you don't have a grill. You gotta have a grill. What do you mean? No, you. Yeah, you do. You gotta have a. I mean, you can you can make them where. Okay, here's a nice simple way. You you put them in. uh, You boil them in water. uh, You just get the water boiling. You know, you got the brats in there in the cold water. You turn it on. Once it comes to a boil, turn it off. Put it on the side. Wait for like ten, fifteen minutes. That'll basically cook them through, and then you can put them on a pan. You know, in the in put them on a pan on the stove with some, let's say, some uh, onion, cut up onions and green peppers, and just brown them on there. I guess that's the only thing you can I, do unless you got a grill. I got a I got a better idea, Tom. What if you, okay, oh, what if you either boil them in like the beer, yeah, right, okay, beer, and onions, stuff, green peppers, or put them in the slow cooker there you go. for a while. Yeah, that would be good. And then what you want to do then is. Uh, get the oven super, super hot and maybe put them in on foil in the oven. They're totally cooked, but get them in there so all of a sudden it maybe even like broiling cooks mm-hmm. really hot and fast. Mm-hmm. Get them so that the skin gets really, you know, tight and yeah. crispy and then almost ready to burst. I and... just I just thought of the perfect way. Huh. I just thought of it. And I, I mean, grill? No, no, I don't. Well, that, that, that would, would work. work. That would work. Hey, but, I got one of those. But I think what would be 
the best, and I hate to give free ads out, but uh, get the Johnsonvilles that are already cooked. They're already done. You just put them in the microwave for a minute. And they taste just like yeah, they came you know off what? the grill. They quit making the ones that I used to buy years ago. They had these ones in these big packs, and they were really good. The ones can't, that, like, they're right off the grill, can't right? Can't find them they anymore. Stop, really? Can't find them. There's some different ones, I think, but they don't have those heat-and-serve ones anymore. Oh, those were the I best. I mean, those were, those were just as good. You could even just microwave one of those yeah. and put it on a bun and close well, your eyes I mean. and pretend that you had just grilled I, it. I fooled a number of people with that. Thinking that I just pull them off the grill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they they do taste hurt like they're right Those off the grill. They're really good, but evidently. They, they don't really. Maybe they, uh, huh. it was too much work for them to make those, and it's easier profit margin just to sell them and let the, let the schmoes cook it themselves. Yeah. But like I said, the best way is on a grill. But doesn't Johnsonville also make a brat cooker? Don't they make a little? Yes. They make they, that isn't brat there cooker, an which is. Little Cooker? Which is supposed to be really good. I think it cooks like five of them yeah. at a time, and it's supposed to be perfect. You know, they come out perfect, I guess. That's what I hear, that they're really, so maybe really that, good. That, well, so anyway. That might be a way to go, but gee whiz. I mean, still, I and and not a gas grill. It's got to be a charcoal grill that you put them on. Can't be a gas grill. Got to be charcoal. There's grill. lots of people out there. <laughs> There's lots of people out there that would uh, disagree with you, Tom, and mm-hmm. are using nothing but gas grills. That's fine. You can disagree. I like I like the I like a charcoal grill myself. But one thing, gas grills are easy. Oh, so much easier. They're so nice. I I got to admit they really are. You just go out, press a button, they're on. Leave the lid closed. You know, turn up the the little things to make sure it's you know nice and hot for five minutes, and then get to doing your thing that you're supposed to do. I'm telling you that it's so easy. I've heard that grilling though, like if you like burn the meat and char the meat too much on grills, oh, that that uh, even that that charring is a carcinogen. Oh, yeah, it is. That that's, yeah. Uh, that that you don't want to like be going crazy. Yeah, overcooking a bunch of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So it all just goes to show you it's a. Dangerous world we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, One thing's going to oh, get yeah. you or another. Yeah, that's just it. Something's going to get you. Um, my uh, oldest son called me up, Danny, and he says, Hey, I'm going fishing on this coming Monday. You want to go along? I said, You're what? He says, Yeah. And then he said he was going to go to Delavan Lake, but he said it might be a different lake. He's not sure. And I said, "Are they? Is it thought out? He says, yeah, he's been reading all the reports. The lakes around here, I guess, are, for the most part, most of them are thought out. And I said, uh, and then he said, well, yeah, Nick's going. His brother, right? My other son, one of my other sons. And he says, Nick's going. And uh, and I said, well, if Nick goes, I'm not going to go. But if Nick doesn't go, then I'll go. I said, because I hate to see you going alone. <laughs> you know, it's always nice to have somebody else when you're right. launching a boat and loading the boat and all that. And I and so it turns out my son Nick is going to go with him, so thank goodness I don't have to go. I didn't want to go out when it's going to, who knows, it's going to be like 40 degrees or something, you know. have to dress like it's ice fishing weather. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of, kind of uh, caught in a yeah. limbo, limbo right and now I, where it's, it's not quite – Open water, a little warmer weather where you're motivated to get yeah, out there. I There's know. still a little bit of ice in some places on the bay. 
So there's really not a whole lot of fishing yeah. going on right now. Although I did hear, like on Delavan Lake at the south end, the two little bays are catching a lot of nice crappies. And there's other fish coming in there too, like bluegills and perch, but especially the crappies. So they, there are area lakes that in the shallow water and the bays and all that that they are catching fish. So, you know, I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever pan fished in March. I don't think I ever have. Well, <laughs> the other thing that's going on is guys are hitting the steelhead now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they uh, they go down, out here in Milwaukee. I think they go somewhere down around Miller Park, too. It doesn't uh, river go down through yeah, there? Yeah, there's one through there, yep. Different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's been some guys going out. I've heard of a few steelhead being caught here and there, uh-huh. but uh, I haven't heard anything great guns. Uh, Nick, sure there's Nick f- one of our listeners, yeah. dropped off some brown trout for me last oh, week, and nice. he was out last yeah. weekend doing that. I think he said he had one on. Uh, some of the, so some people are doing that. I've haven't really heard a lot of Lake Michigan reports. Right. And do you think those uh, steelies are going up the Milwaukee River too? I mean, they if go they're up going all up the rivers. Yeah, if they're going up the one that's by Miller Park, they got to be going up the Milwaukee River. Yeah, they go River up all too. the rivers. And now that they yeah. removed some of those dams, right. all they, yeah. they could be going all the way up to what, Deansville or whatever. Yeah, they I mean, they could be going up quite a ways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of steelhead, uh, especially after a rain, they always say that yep. that's brings an in influx. But yeah. I mean, yeah, from what I understand, I don't know. I Have you ever done a lot of the steelhead fishing? Not a lot, but I've done it. I've, you know, waded in the rivers and the cold I've done rivers. It. One time <laughs> I did it up by uh, the east and west twin rivers up there by Michicot and Shoto, and and I could actually see some of the the rainbows right oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, at my feet, yeah. I saw two of them kind of looked like they were spawning. They were yeah. right next to each other, but I could never get them. I could never get them to hit. And then other times I'd go out, and the water would be nothing but a rushing. A big rush of, mm-hmm. of murky water, mm-hmm. and you sit there in the cold, drifting, throw casting yep. out, drift, 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 and if you don't catch anything after an hour or so, and then you get a snow flurry, it's like I'm getting the heck out of here. I'm freezing. <laughs> yep, this, that's right. I hate this. I, I, you don't have confidence. But I talked to a guy, and he said that if you can't see the fish, but you got a pool and you got confidence in a spot, he says sometimes you got to just keep. Drifting, you gotta drifting, wait. Yeah. drifting, drifting, yeah. drifting. I mean, you got to pound the heck out of it because yeah. you apparently have to get that spawn sack right in front of their nose mm-hmm. to entice them into hitting. Well, think about it. I mean, you could make a hundred casts in one little, in one little, uh, whatever river bend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see the fish, who knows? You. You there might, might not be any you, fish there. Well, and you might not, even if it's there, <laughs> yeah. what are the odds that you're going to put it right, right in front of its nose? Exactly. I mean, you might be putting it everywhere, but if it's yeah. off one foot to the side, you're out of luck. Yeah. yeah you know what I, I mean? I think you probably got to put it right there. I never, you know, doing that type of fishing, I never really, really enjoyed it a lot. You know what I mean? It was like, it was all right. It was something to do, but... Like you say, after about an hour, oh, let's go. Let's go have breakfast at George Webb's. In fact, I, w- I was <laughs> yeah. talking to Nick, and he said one time he was out casting a pool, and he 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 kind of flubbed up a cast, and it only landed like five feet from him, right? Mm-hmm. And before he can even go to retrieve, he sees the line move. Boom, he had a steelhead on. 
with a cast that was just five foot in front of him, you know, a cast yeah, he didn't yeah. mean to make, but yeah. it was right in the right spot. Right. But if you can't see him, how do you know? You don't know. But I'll I, tell you, it, go ahead. I, I, I know it could be fun, uh, especially if you could get up in some of our more pristine pristine streams. I believe mm-hmm. my brother used to do it up in Michigan years ago yeah. in some little out-of-the-way streams. Mm-hmm. Um, and and along the North Shore by coming out of Lake Superior up there. Mm-hmm. If you can get into a nice, clear, pristine little area where there's no other fishermen and you can actually see them and stalk them, I, mm-hmm. I can see that being a fun thing to do. Yeah, if you catch a few. And you yeah. can catch them in small yeah. little creeks, too. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big body of water. Oh, right, yeah. From what I understand. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, what I know about is to taking a break. Uh, Sam has given us the high sign. <laughs> well, old guys like you yeah. need to take a break. Yeah, you know we are take in a that high risk category here. That's Tom. right. I need to take Me a and break. you right here. Yep. So we're gonna take a break right now, folks. Sit back, lots get of your coffee, pour another cup of coffee. You know, get something on the grill going. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. They did all right. I'm down in Louisiana where the alligators grow so mean. The little dog girl that I swear to the world made the alligators look tame. Poke salad, Annie. Poke salad, Annie. All right. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with Tom Newbauer. And uh, what's that, Sam? No other headsets in the uh, building here? Well, I, they, they don't want people sharing headsets right now. They don't want people sharing headsets. Okay. No, like, Cross-contamination. Yeah. So <laughs> at 7 o'clock, we're going to have uh, Ben Eisner, our local DNR biologist, call in, and I won't be able to hear him if I don't have a headset. That sucks to be you. Well, that means I'm. That means you got. That means you got to run the show, Tom. I. I'll, you got the I'll headset. Ask, I'll ask Ben a number of questions. Yeah. Because I I won't be or, able to hear. Or you can relay them to me, and then I'll, no, you can just ask him, and then I'll relay his answer to I you. Can't believe we don't have a headset here. What's how's someone going to get it from someone else's ears? For God's sake. <laughs> Maybe they coughed on it. I don't know. Hey, how come they got two words for it? They call it coronavirus or COVID-19. I hear both, COVID-19 and corona. Oh, just don't call it the Chinese virus, so you'll get accused of being racist. Oh, yeah, don't want to call I it that. I don't want to call it that, being it obviously came from China, mm-hmm. but you can't call it the Chinese virus. Nope, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Trump kind of shot some people down this week that were people asking stupid questions. <laughs> Not even asking questions, just trying to get digs in there yeah. in some you in know, some way to make it all his fault and everything he does is wrong. I like it when uh, <laughs> when people shoot down people who are who ask stupid questions. Well, he asked you know? one. He shot down because some guy said something about you know I don't know Congress or some people are sick and you know do you really think that that many people in Congress should be in session? He says. I don't know. He says, you know, we got too many people here right now. He said, you should leave. <laughs> he you said that. Leave. He said, I think you better leave right now. He told the told the guy. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. He leave. was shooting back at these guys, man. The, the funniest one I ever heard, and this, and this is no bull. This really, really happened. Uh, 
Do you remember the guy? His nickname was Gunny. He uh, yeah okay, yeah he was on good. all those commercials. Yeah, he's an old guy. Got the yeah. crew cut. He throw like he's a, he, he he plays a psychiatrist and a guy sitting on a couch crying and he throws the box of Kleenex at him and says grow a pair Nancy or something like that. Well, one time, some guy it was at a military base, and he was doing some kind of tour. I don't know if it was for the knives he was promoting or whatever it was, and and it wasn't a military guy. It was some reporter asked some a stupid question. I don't remember what it was. It was a really stupid question. And he, and he looks real seriously at the guy and says, son, did you have a bowl of stupid for breakfast this morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, yeah, I like it when some people, they just ask really dumb questions, you know. And then, and then when somebody shoots them down, you know, I mean, that, that's hilarious. Well, there's stupid questions all the time. You know, well, look at the sports business here. Yeah. Uh, they, they go, oh, I listen there. Uh, Joe, you just lost the Super Bowl. How do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel? <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> do you... Yeah, that's a. It's like how the hell do you think and I, I was feel? talking real quiet. Oh yeah, Coach, uh, we're here. Uh, hey, you know, speaking of that, you lost fifty to nothing. What went wrong? <laughs> what went wrong? Hey, speaking of that, what do you think? Tom Brady, fifty million two-year contract with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I don't know. Don't care. I, I mean, I, I don't really care either, but I'm just surprised. It's like, why didn't the guy finish out his season? Well, you're, you're, you're the sports guy, Sam. Why didn't he finish out his season with New England? What was the problem with be, between him and Belichick? They didn't want to pay him. You know you know how the Patriots are. But they didn't want to pay him $25 million? No. Not even $20? I thought he was making at least that much. No, not at, not at that age. They didn't want to do it. Really? Prob- I mean, we still don't know, but well, more than likely it's probably it. Well, I can't believe some of these other quarterbacks in the league are getting over $30 million a year. It's because of those TV it's deals. Like, are you kidding me? Who the heck is worth $30 million a year? Tell all those guys, take a hike, you want $30 million. Patrick so Mahomes, though. I don't know. I don't care who it is. Take a hike. If these well, guys, now you're hey, sounding no, like wait, a gnarly old. Wait a minute. These, Gnarly old factory worker hey, complaining about all listen, athletes making too much money. These guys would be playing the so- sport, okay? It all trickles down. These guys would be playing that sport for 10% of what they're getting now, even less. But let's just say 10% of what they're getting. And if you paid all these guys 10% of what they're getting now, all those ticket prices, the concession prices, everything else will fall down. Everything else will come down. Yes. Then a family of four can afford to go to a baseball game or a football game or whatever, basketball game. Is this like Nubaromics 101? No, I'm just I mean, saying. I, economics I mean, other, think about uh, it. Think about how much these people get paid for doing. Okay, look at the heart surgeon maybe that you cut can, me open, cracked me open. Maybe we can balance the budget while oh, you're yeah. at it there, too. We'll yeah, I can balance the budget. I could balance it real quick, but I'd stop Just giving all this damn nothing. money. To, I'd be stop giving all this yeah, money to all these other to countries. All these yeah. other countries, yeah. where, you know, we, you yeah. know, we give money to like sixty some different countries. Is it we 60 support some now? whatever it is. Yeah, and we support these countries. And do it's we like, get any thanks? No, hell no. Uh, it's a thankless no, job I was being in the United s- States of America. I was going to say help every other country, <laughs> and every country in the world hates you or is jealous. Yeah. No, I was going to say that heart surgeon. Cut me open, cracked me open, stop my heart. Give him put twenty-five stuff million a year. It's like that guy don't get nowhere near that. He's doing, but okay. he should. Oh yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing but okay. he's let me ask. Let me those tell are you, some buddy. of the people who should be getting $25, 30 million dollars well, a year. I agree with you there. 
but you know, I uh, I don't know. It just it just kind of drives me crazy. The prices of things to to take your family to a sporting event, it's it's outrageous. It really is, you know. Yeah. But anyway, but you know what? It's That's an why you it's stick an with entertain it. it's an entertainment industry. Watch on TV. It's free. That's right. And the thing is, is I I don't mind these guys, the players, trying to get whatever they can get. By God, this is America. You can get you, whatever you can get. Now you're talking out of two sides. No, no. It's the owners oh boy, oh boy. that shouldn't be Good giving them that kind a, of money. Good thing you don't drink. No, I mean, no, the players can try to get whatever they want. You got you going with a few want. beers in it. You're at the corner of the bar. The whole, you'd empty the whole place. You'd empty the whole goddamn hey. place. Except they're already empty and closed. Hey, we could, we could. All they had to do, they didn't need to make an official announcement. They could have said, you to every bar in town. Everyone would have cleared out. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Get, oh, you, go- <laughs> get you going on a tangent. Whoa. Well, but anyway, yeah, Tom Brady with Tampa. So we'll see any, how that turns out. Any other off. complaints? No, you're stuck home no. with a lot of time to think. No, no. You know, there's a lot, lot of people with a lot of time to think on their hands. Hey, you know. A lot of husbands and wives are driving themselves nuts. That, you know, some people. are stuck together. Some people though. might be that way. It's kind of funny. My wife and I, uh, we laugh a lot during the day. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll be teasing her. They have, like, tickle fights Shoot, and stuff. Well, no, I. During, on, the, during the break, I'll tell you something. Is there, <laughs> is there going to be a video of you, like, with Rex Ryan and no. his wife's feet? No, 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 no. No. No, okay. I mean, no, we, we, you know, we, she does her thing. I do my things, you know, and, but yet some, some, there are some things we do together. We watch, and there's a few shoes. No, there's a few you TV shows we watch. What there's some TV what shows. Do you watch Gunsmoke together? <laughs> no. <laughs> what no. old, what old uh, time TV shows do you guys watch together? I, I am not telling you. I just want to know. No, I'm not telling you. I hope you guys aren't watching The Bachelor. No. Oh, God. Or The Bachelorette. Oh, I would shoot my... I'd go out and uh, meet, uh, shake somebody's hands who's got coronavirus. You guys are <laughs> if I had to do that. Probably watching reruns of Hollywood oh, Squares. Oh, God. Oh, geez. I'm telling you, that would be a nightmare. No, we're on Netflix. You're on Netflix. We go to Netflix, and they get a lot of good shows on there. So, Any hunting but or fishing shows? Not that, that I get. have found. Not okay. that I have found. You know, I mean, there's some old movies that you could probably get on the fire stick, but uh, on is like Major League Fishing, that's a good show. Now, and do you have to have the outdoor channel to be getting all these outdoor shows shows now? Because I, think I get so. some with regular cable on right. Saturday and right. Sunday. Right. I mean, I get you know, I get Larry Smith and Gillespie. I get John Gillespie. And Mid- In Fisherman, yeah. I believe, and uh, Midwest Outdoors right, is another right, one, right. and yeah. uh, that's on some evenings, I believe, is as right? well. Yeah. And then um, li- in Angling Edge, yeah, I I don't know if uh, I think Ser- Musky Hunter, right? Musky Hunter with Sarah. I yeah. don't know if Joe Booker. I don't think I've seen his I, show I for know. a while. I don't know. I'd but have then, to get the Outdoor Channel. But then they've got these. Uh, I know they, there's got to be a ton of shows because they advertise uh, the Whitetail Classic with so and so and so and so of of the whatever show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All these yeah. Whitetail hunters, these husband and wife teams, and all these mm-hmm. different people that are on all these, you know, you can go on U- YouTube TV shows all yeah. the time. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and watch a lot of these shows and too. You know, well, what I've realized is every dummy and their brother is trying to have their own YouTube channel, though. 
Yeah, I know. That's You true. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You got a GoPro, you got to show. I, I, yeah, right. You got to. <laughs> and I've kind of I've kind of realized that. Yeah. Because I'll Google something and yeah. there will be some guy, today, this week, we're going to talk about this rifle or this caliber. And there's some interesting information yeah. that you get from a lot of guys. There's a lot of short tips in fishing that you can find on YouTube that guys do. You know, well, the, the cool, you know stuff that's two, three, well, four cool minutes The cool thing long. about YouTube, though, is you can pretty much find out. Like, I was oh. wondering about adjusting the featherweight trigger on my Browning uh, X-Bolt Hunter. And you Google it right up, and there were two videos showing, take mm-hmm. the Allen wrench, unscrew this, got to scrape off the fingernail polish mm-hmm. that they put on the set screw so it can mm-hmm. move, and you can go ahead and adjust it. So, I mean, it, that's the nice thing about that yeah. is you can find... Yeah, instructions you, on just about anything. Yeah, you can fix your refrigerator, do whatever. I mean, you can find something to fix just about anything at home, you know, really on That's YouTube. That's what I should have done late last night. You know, about 1230, I woke up on the couch, and I heard this annoying kind of a, a alarm going off. Like, mm-hmm. not quite like a fire alarm on the ceiling, you know, those little detectors, but mm-hmm. something was loud. So I went stumbling out of my place and walked down the hall into the uh, adjoining room, and I could hear it, but I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. It was from underneath the hot water heater. Uh, they got like uh, a big kind of a, uh, a lid underneath of it yeah, kind of right. to collect yeah. water. You know right. what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like up a couple inches yeah. kind of underneath. And there's a little water detector in there, and there was water in the bottom of that because there's a leak coming oh, out of the overflow okay. kind of a pipe. So okay. I pulled it out of there, and... I told Loie, I guess you better call somebody and yeah. see because there's a little bit of water dripping out of there. But I, I suppose I could have just went and YouTubed. And, uh, you know, because I, I, at the middle of the night, I'm grabbing the instruction manual trying to read through this. <laughs> yeah. You know, are we going to have a nuclear holocaust yeah, yeah, here yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah, But I suppose you could just YouTube whatever you want to find yeah, else on whatever, there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fishing tack. You know what? There's fishing tackle, hunting, guns, uh Ammo, oh, reviews, all kinds of stuff. And you can spend all day long watching some of them. Mm-hmm. They are kind of interesting. And, and being as I've been real bored sitting at home lately, I've been watching mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. Well, we got something interesting coming up, and it's the gut report right after these commercials right here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, you know, Sam, this time of year, you know, with this uh, coronavirus and all that closing down all these places, I can't go to the Chinese restaurant. And I really like going to the Chinese restaurant. You're telling me, man, I'm such a big, like, Thai food guy. Yeah. And my favorite restaurant is, like, closed down. I'm just like... I. As soon as it opens up, I am going there, and I'm yeah, getting, I, like, three orders worth. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. Well, one of the things that I really like at the Chinese restaurant is crab rangoons. You ever have those crab rangoons? Um, I don't think so. I think if you saw them, you'd know Maybe. what they were. I yeah. mean, they're, oh, they're delicious. But anyway, you can make your own at home. It's so easy. First of all, you take a 8-ounce package of cream cheese, put it in the microwave for about a minute because you got to soften it up. Put in about a quarter cup of half and half or milk. Mix it up really good. And then you put about a teaspoon of garlic powder, one can, uh, like a five-ounce can of crab meat, a quarter cup of really finely chopped onions, you know, a pinch of salt, a pinch of pepper if you want. And then what you do is you take that little uh, 
you got to get these, uh, uh, what do they call? Oh, boy, now I'm going to really screw up now. Uh, wonton wrappers. You get these wonton wrappers, and they're, they're little. They're only like three inches by three inches. But you put a teaspoon or, or so of this uh, mixture that you just made, you put it in the middle, and then you you know you got to wet the edges, and then you you kind of just close, seal off the edges any way you want. And if you got some oil sitting around, you, you just get it up to like 350 degrees, drop it in that oil for just, it only takes like a minute or two to fry them. And they are so good. They get crispy and all that. And uh, I'm telling you, make your own crab rangoons, folks, if you like them. I do, and I will. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, service, and selection at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street and Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Oh, I got it. Oh, you said you forgot something, Tom? Oh, I was, I was going to add, uh, you can go to uh, Discount Liquor and look for Laduca Red Table Wine. Delicious. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it in there for discounts because it's a hard wine to find, but they'll have it. So I came in late. What, what Your recipe was for what? Something? Cra- crab rangoons. Ramgoons. Rangoons. Rangoons. Ran- crab crab rangoons. Yeah. Go to the, go to the Chinese crab restaurant. Crab rangoons. Oh, they're delicious. Crab rangoons. Yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. It just sounds funny. Yeah, it does. I'll have some crab rangoons, hey. please. Hey, Danny, I got some good news for for fishermen in the area. Great. We need some good news in this world. Well, I, it's kind of good news. Well, but it's good news or it's not. It, it, no, it, there's no yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It is. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pike Lake in Washington County is receiving a new boat launch. There's a state park or something on the, what would that be, the east side of it, and they're going to put in a boat launch there. should be open not this year, but next year. Should be open in 2021. Now, there's a place called Reef, Reef Point Resort that's on the west side of the lake. They got a double launch area, parking, and all that. It only costs like eight bucks. Uh, over at the state park, it'll cost you whatever the admission is, you know, for the state park for that day. And I'm not even sure what admissions are now. So it's probably around the same. Uh, but if you were to buy a pass, you know, a yearly pass for it, you know, it's probably a lot cheaper. But, you know, well, so there'll be an extra launch on the lake. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Tom. Uh, yeah? I was reading some information now. The uh, DNR Parks, uh, they sent a memo out that they're going to remain open, but mostly all the buildings closed, mm-hmm. uh, except maybe for a few restrooms. One thing that was a little confusing on the thing they sent out, it said that it, admission is voluntary, Via the self reg self register or the kiosks, so what do they mean by voluntary? Does that mean you can just go in if you want without getting a sticker, or well, if there's nobody there checking? Um, <laughs> well, here's the other thing, though. When you talk about checking, it yeah. it, it says keep groups less than ten. Okay. Now, have you ever gone to an a DNR park with more than ten people? Never. No. Never. I mean, what kind of band of hippies is going to go in there with more than 10 people anyway? Unless, you know, you got three Brady Bunch families all together. 
all in all in their mobile homes or whatever trailers and tents. But apparently, in order to keep those groups less than ten, there apparently could be people patrolling. Oh, like uh, I don't know, wardens or park personnel or yep, uh, yep. or share whatever. So apparently, you might have some people patrolling uh, campgrounds. Apparently, campgrounds are closed through April 30th for the time being. Um, I didn't realize they opened that early anyway. Who would want to be camping before April 30th in Wisconsin? I don't Unless know. But you're a real glutton for punishment. But if you want to get rid of, if you want to get away from the coronavirus, just go out in the middle of the woods and camp for a few weeks. Make sure there's not <laughs> more than 10 people. Yeah, just yeah, you I and the could, family. I just go, go sit in the middle the, of nowhere. Uh, I could go up to the wealthy estate up in Douglas yeah, County there. Yeah, hide out. I got everything. Yeah. I've been hoarding. Redneck hoarding. Beer and bullets. <laughs> Beer That's and bullets. That's redneck hoarding. <laughs> Beer and bullets. We're getting ready for the apocalypse now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. But they're not taking any new reservations till April 30th. Uh, there's no counter service at DNR centers. Um, you can still call and get information you know you can still call the dnr and get information you still can still go online and and you buy licenses and so forth and to be honest with you i'm begrudgingly doing that more and more i think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the easy way to do it nowadays Mm -hmm. and if you got a printer hooked up to your computer you can print right off and um the spring hearings are apparently going to be the in-person ones are going to be canceled. In fact, virtually everything that the DNR was going to do where people would have to gather from the mm-hmm. fishing clinics to whatever, it's all canceled. But the spring hearings, evidently, you can put in some online input. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like with our uh, our guest who's going to be here in the 7 o'clock hour, a little after 7 o'clock, uh, Doug Heisner. Is that how we pronounce it? Ben. Ben, ben Heisner. What? Ben Heisner. What? Boy, can I call people all kinds of names, don't you I? you call your wife a different name? I better not. <laughs> I wouldn't be alive to be here in the morning. <laughs> uh, ben, excuse me, Ben, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, ben Heisner will be calling in at 7. Now, Ben was going to come into the station, but... He's on quarantine yeah, himself. Yeah, he's not supposed to go anywhere, the DNR tells him. And we found out this week from the radio station... No guests can Can't come in the studio. So everybody, no guests. And so. now we found out, I found out this morning that no headphones because nobody wants to share headphones. So here we are. We got no headphones. Yet in I my, got my headphones. Yet in my hand here, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I, I, these have been sitting over by that table for like six months. These lousy bean bags. The all weather corn <laughs> toss bean bags. They're the four official six inch, 14 ounce. The why official. Do we, why do we not have headphones, but we got these stupid bean bags? What's someone going to do with these bean bags? I don't know, man. I just work here like <laughs> twice a week. You know, let's. Jeez. Mm. Bean bags. Did you notice, Danny? You know, the building over there? I'm, Maybe I'm pointing to the north it's a new of us. advertiser. Danny, what? you see the building over there to the north of us? It's all old lit up. Building? People are inside. No, there's nobody in there right now. Why do they have the lights on? Because there's a studio over there in case they got to lock down this studio. They got one up and running over there in case. Is that like the. In, uh, in case they find the 
the coronavirus if in the studio. means if it gets up to like DEFCOM 5. Yeah, we got to go over there. going alarm si- sounds, red sirens and lights go off and mm-hmm. we got to go over there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I doubt. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, so Ben will be calling in and we'll be, if you've got uh, phone calls, folks. Uh, well, uh, I don't ben, know exactly uh, what we're going to do, Tom. I don't know if we'll have time for phone calls because I don't know if he's going to be on the line just for the first segment or well, second we'll, segment. He wants to share we'll some info. Right. Yeah. He wants to share some information mm-hmm. about our Waukesha area lakes and some of the things that we have available. So I'm not sure. Uh, I know he said he didn't want questions about other areas of the state, so right, yeah. he, he wouldn't want Keith asking about the Koshkanong Rock Limit or anything like that. He just handles right. Waukesha. How's, how's right the fishing here. around the Apostle Islands right now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I why did they change that Laker <laughs> Limit up there? So we we don't have time for that. All right, but uh, he he'll uh, share some. But information. hopefully we'll have some time. But I had to ask Sam. Sam. If we have Doug on one line, we can we take questions on another line or not? Uh, it's not that, Doug. His name's Ben. What's the why matter do with I keep you saying over there? Doug? Why do I keep saying it? I don't know why I say that. that ben, that wouldn't Jeez. huh? That wouldn't work because no. like we'd have him on one line and then I'd have to keep on. You'd have to put him on people. hold and then yeah. Put, In oh, short, it's no. That. It's no. No, we're not going to do that. But you know, there is something that we are going to do right now. We're going to play the horn schwaggle. Where you can win a ten dollar gift certificate. Well, how can I hear the yeah, questions, are, Tom? I don't are, have headphones. Are we? <laughs> no, you 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 say huh? the questions. I'll give you. I'll tell you. You don't if, know the answers either. Well, I'll tell you what the guy says, and then you tell me if they're right or wrong. Okay. Why so, would you just loan, uh, loan me your headphones for this segment? No, I want no? I want to do this. No, I don't want to get the corona oh, from come you. Come on, <laughs> is everybody getting that paranoid now? Let's just all jump off the cliff together, yeah. the whole world. Let's just all, you know. Everybody's uh, yeah, so you're you're uh, telling me you're paranoid about no, a headset. No, I'll give you. I'll let you use them. Jeez. No, I don't want to uh, kill no, you or anything. I don't want to get yeah, you. You know, you got not. a bad heart. <laughs> that, oh God. my gosh! But let me finish. Oh, you know what? If a person does win a ten dollars gift certificate to Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls, probably can't go out there anyway yeah. and pick it up. We're in quarantine. Yeah, on the corners of Silver Spring and Pilgrim <laughs> Road, you probably have to wait till April before you can use it, or some maybe May. Who knows? Maybe next. No, I'm sure that they're like uh, like all businesses. They're open because they're kind of like a grocery store. Yeah, too. that's right. Yeah, so they'll I'm sure be you open. could go on yeah. out there and well use your ten dollar. Yeah, they probably got certain hours that they're going to be open. You know what? Hell, I, darn it! You I know wish what? We should Let's not speculate them. here. Yeah, maybe somebody from Carl's Country Market will oh, call yeah. us and yeah, tell us. They, they're they're awake right now. Yeah, listening and are going to call. Well, you and never tell know. Us. All right, we're going to go fishing. I guarantee the owner yeah. of Carl's Country Market. What's his name? Paul. Paul. Yeah, he's a great fisherman. No, his he's, name's Doug. The, <laughs> he's probably on Lake Erie. Maybe. But anyway, we, uh, we're we going to play the horn schwaggle now. So you can call us at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Be the first caller. Play the horn schwaggle. Win a wonderful prize. You like that? The wonderful prize? Yeah, wonderful. Okay, yeah, we'll be right Announce back. Your consonants. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, 
I don't know if we gave the number out or not. You guys said you did, but 799-1250. This is rare. Maybe everybody's sheltered in place in their bomb shelters right now and not not listening, but we still need a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. Yes, we do. And you can win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, which is a great place to go out and stock up on provisions for the shelter-in-place laws that will be coming at some point, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, Hopefully up, it doesn't. Stock up on sausages. Stock up on sausages. <laughs> so 799-1250, oh! give us a call. Okay, now now what? we got a contestant calling in. How do you know? Oh, I can see the phones you from sure? here. I like this spot. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I can see that. Then I can throw you things at Sam. You get a little too excited when you if, see those lights, yeah, though. If Sam doesn't see it, I can throw something at him, you know. And wad up piece of paper and bounce it off his head. Poor Sam. <laughs> I know. Poor Sam is right. Yep. I can get my I don't questions know if he ready for the Hornschwaggle here. But there's something after, after, after we do this segment, huh? Is he one in the last? Oh, tell him sorry. No. You, you. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh, wait a minute. Did he win last week? Oh, well, never mind. Well, you got other callers. Another no, caller? No, he apparently lost last week or something. Oh, oh then well, we, then he, oh, we wanted on. him. Yeah, we wanted him on. Oh, he is. He is on. Okay, oh, good, good job. Good. Good. All right, Sam's got it under control. Good. Paul, are you there? Hi. Yeah. Okay. I'll try again. Okay, Paul. All right, so here we go. I'll make the statements, and if you get two out of three correct, you are a lucky winner. Uh, today's topic is badgers. Badgers. Uh, the state of Wisconsin, our state animal, the badger, isn't really because we've got a ton of badgers in the state of Wisconsin. It's because the people that lived along the Wisconsin Dells area up in the bluffs and the rivers, people used to call them badgers years ago because they like lived in these little goofy kind of whatevers. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? No horn schwaggle. That's a no horn schwaggle. All right, right. that's one. Not, not really a ton of badgers. What did you ask in the Paul state? last week? What were what was your topic? Woodchucks. Woodchucks. Wood I figured. I figured, <laughs> I figured I'd move the badgers, Tom, because oh, it's our state animal, yeah, and I was hoping right. that our listeners might, you know, be know more about it. Okay, here we go. The uh, the uh, belly furs on badgers are uh, sometimes good for fly tying. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? I'll say no hornschwaggle. That's a no hornschwaggle. All right, we got a winner. All right, you were a, away, Paul. You were a winner. And uh, next one. Many a young farm boy has learned the hard way that if he's trying to dig a badger out of a hole in soft earth, that badger can dig faster than he can shovel. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Um, no hornschwaggle. No hornschwaggle. That's right. All right. Holy Christmas! You're oh. three for three there. You're on. You're on fire today, Paul. So, hey, thanks. well, uh, put you on hold, and uh, then uh, let make Sam have Sam get your address information. I'll get that mailed out to you right away. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. All take right, care. Thanks. Man. Bye now. Uh, you know, there's something I gotta ask everybody, Dan. I gotta ask people. There's a certain type, maybe somebody will know where it is. And I got to, I, you know, I neglected to uh, call or go out to Paul's Country Market. Uh, what do I call it? Paul's, you know, it's really Carl's Country Market. I forgot to go out there because 
they're of German uh, heritage, and there's a type of German pumpernickel bread that is very dense, and it comes in like half loaves or quarter loaves, and uh, it's thin, but it's heavy. It's very dense. It's excellent. Fruitcake. No, it's <laughs> pump- dense it's pump- and heavy. Well, no, this is pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. It's a German pumpernickel. I don't know the German name, but maybe one of our listeners knows. But, hey, we got some emails. Passionfricker. Okay, this one Half is from this one is from Steve. It says, "Hello, guys. Love the show. Was wondering Wonder if bread. any if any official decision has been made pertaining to canceling Mistake on the Lake. Have seen no mention of this and on local or national news. <laughs> 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 Stay healthy and God bless us, everyone." It's Steve and Racine. Uh, no, we haven't heard anything about Mistake on the Lake. But the, if the quarantine is still in effect, where you can't have more than ten people, I guess they will have to cancel. There's it. never been more than ten people there, Tom. <laughs> what are you talking oh, about? You, now, That's why they called it Mistake yeah. on the Lake. Come on now, folks. You and know, folks. Uh, you know he's joking. I don't know. <laughs> no. yeah, I mean, oh, once times. they had the free hot dogs, maybe you'd well, maybe then the crowd would sw- on the, on swell the dates, to about yeah. eleven. And then when the days were <laughs> raining, have even less. Because it's done that a few times uh, at Mistake on a Lake. And here's another one. This one is from Nick. He says, uh, morning, boys. My brother-in-law is an exec at Sportsman's Channel, and they have an app now on Amazon Prime. Just search for MOTV.com, and it's about $7 a month, and all the shows are there. Well, thank you for that. We appreciate so, that. app on Amazon Prime. Prime. So does that mean you get it through your computer to watch, or you get it? Can you have apps on your computer, Sam? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I guess um, you can do it on. What, no? what is it? An app for Amazon no. Prime to watch the Outdoor Channel. Yeah, I mean Amazon Prime is just kind of like a website. It's not even really an app. So okay. Well, so you they, can like you can just go to Amazon. So you're not watching com. it on your TV. You're watching. You it. Can. Well, you, you yeah. could, yeah, because I've is got Amazon. I've got Amazon Prime on Amazon on your TV. computer. You can just watch it like on the website, but like, yeah, you can watch it on your phone, TV, um, yeah, pretty much anything. Okay, linked to your TV. <laughs> what kind of TV okay. do you have? Well, I, I don't. He's got a regular we'll talk flat later. screen. Go ahead. We'll go to that we'll go, flat here, screen. I, it's probably yeah. updated enough. Yeah. 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 You can download apps for it. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, you okay. can download something on a TV. Okay. We got one more email. Uh, this is from Ken. Ken says, Tom, I will trade you two new rolls of toilet paper for the name of the Chinese restaurant you like. Mine closed about three years ago. I still miss it and can't find a decent replacement. Okay, mine, the one I go to is in Menominee Falls. It's on Highway, what is that called? Uh, Appleton Avenue, 175, whatever. It's the same thing. On Appleton Avenue, just past Pilgrim Road. Go If you're going west, northwest on Pilgrim Road, it's just past it on the right-hand side. I think it's called, are you ready for this, Chinese, bu- Chinese Buffet? <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I, I'm not really sure. But I think that's what it is. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break. Uh, We'll talk more about this and other things. Ben Heisner coming up next. So stay tuned, folks. You don't want to miss it. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. (laughs) You're on the crazy train. 
Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, folks, it's the second hour of power right here on uh, Sports Radio. Well, I was going to say Sports Radio 1250. It's a Skipper Buzz, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're on two stations, 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. We come to you every Saturday morning live and unrehearsed from 6 to 8 AM. You can call us, get involved in the show at 414-799-1250, or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And right now on the line, we have uh, our Southeastern Wisconsin fisheries biologist, Ben Heisner. Good morning, Ben. Morning, y'all. How you doing? We're, do- we're doing well. Hopefully this goes, uh, goes well, Ben. We only have one headset here between me and Tom, so we had to set it between us and turn the volume up so we can both hear you. But it seems to be working okay. You know, desperate times cause, call for de- desperate measures here. Apparently they're uh, afraid of the uh, headphones causing some kind of uh, spread of virus here yeah. in the studio. Yeah, so. well, you know, I'm calling from Fort Atkinson. That's my hometown. And uh, I know you mentioned I didn't want to uh, get away from Waukesha County, but I got to tell you, there's guys fishing everywhere on the river. I, th- I think, you know, having the open walleye se- or game fish season here on the Rock River Koshinunk system and this virus, I mean, the, the bait box is just humming. The businesses related to fishing is just outstanding right now because of the fact that nobody's going to work. Everybody's out fishing. So walleye fishing going pretty good then or just getting started? What have you heard? Yeah, they're they're catching a lot of fish, a lot of shorts. Um, very few uh, keeper size, fifteen inch minimum length limit here on the, the Rock River and Koshkonong system. Is that something that uh, both uh, boat and shore fishermen can do? Absolutely. There's a ton of shore fishing opportunities up and down the Rock River, downtown, Highway 106 uh, East, Highway 106 West, Blackhawk Island. Uh, I'd have to say that the further upstream you go towards Jefferson, it seems like they're doing a little better. You know, Ben, I, I used to fish out there at the Rock, but it just got so busy, so many boats. I just thought, no, I'm not going to go out and fight that mess, you know. It it really does get busy in the spring. Yeah, unbelievable fishing pressure right but, now. But I must admit, we caught walleyes, and like you said, it's a lot of shorts, a lot of short ones, but we did catch fish, so... Well, as you know, the eight, uh, 18-inch minimum length limit, daily bag limit of three, will go into effect April 1st for that system. So we're just people are trying to get their 15 to 18s quick before. Yeah. <laughs> what God giveth the DNR taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> Am I glad you said it, not me? <laughs> well, no, well, we expect some good things from that because, I mean, you put your hands on a three-year-old female; she's about. 15 inches, just ready to pop, but not quite mature. If you give her another year, she'll actually uh, contribute some viable eggs to that population. So yeah. hopefully we'll see a big boost in natural reproduction. Plus the yield is pretty good on uh, walleyes. When you get a three 18-inch fish, you get more yield actually than you would five 15-inchers. So. Yeah, I like that 18-inch eight, three fish limit too. I mean, that's that's good for that. 
it's good for growing a population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has that uh, been panning out on Pewaukee Lake? Any feedback yet? Well, as you can imagine, you know, they get cropped off at 18 inches. It doesn't matter if it's 15 or 18. They get pretty, like you said earlier, the fishing pressure is high on the rock and cosh. They get cropped off at 15. Well, what we've seen on our 18-inch size limit uh, lakes is on heavy pressured systems such as Pewaukee. They do get cropped off pretty easily. So you see a lot of fish just below the um, 18-inch. But there's been a lot of benefits on Pewaukee. Um, most notably, the panfish size structure has been improving steadily. So we've seen almost an inch increase in our bluegills and our pumpkin seeds since the walleyes really came on strong. Would so, you would you say it's more predator fish that are basically uh, cropping off so there's not so many stunted ones? Absolutely. I mean, we try not to use the word stunted too much because that kind of refers to a genetic trait, but... On the in the case of like Pewaukee Lake, it's more of a, a density dependence issue. So the panfish are so dense that they compete for food and space. Um, so yeah, it is stunted in a sense. But uh, anyway, what, they uh, yeah they're growing a lot better because there's fewer panfish out there. It's definitely the mid-level predators having walleyes. Walleyes are awesome panfish prey predators, by the way. You know, you think of them eating perch, you don't really think of them as far as eating other panfish, but I guess they do. Yeah, they've had a lot of studies on it. They've shown that they definitely eat the uh, the bluegills, uh, pumpkin seeds as well. But there is some definite interactions there with the, the perch. Not only do uh, walleyes eat perch, but perch eat walleyes. <laughs> so um, when they're real young, you know, if you get early hatch, of walleyes, um, and there's a high abundance of yellow perch, they can suppress that survival of the walleyes as well. What, uh, as far as pike now, have you guys been planting some pike in Pewaukee as well? We had in past, but uh, recent surveys, we've been fin clipping pike for about, I want to say 2014 to 2017. So we put a ventral fin clip on every hatchery fish for Waukesha County for northern pike and the results of that were that we weren't getting very good survival out of those hatchery fish and natural reproduction was adequate so we've discontinued any stocking on most of our major uh, waukesha county is is the has the higher water levels uh helped improve some of the natural spawning areas for pike in some of these area lakes including pewaukee yeah, that's a case-by-case question. It's really hard to say, generalize over the... Um, most water levels are pretty well managed given the amount of dams we have. Um, one thing, I mean, the most, uh, I guess, controversial issue related to pike in Waukesha County would be the Big Muskego Lake. And I can tell you the one negative thing we've seen with the high water levels has been the loss of emergent vegetation. So uh, what happens is the cattail bogs and everything, they loosen up and they float away. And So we've gone from approximately 56% emergent vegetation on Big Muskego back in, I want to say that was around 2000, to uh, currently we're well under 20%, closer to 15%. It's an estimate, so 
As as far as the Waukesha area lakes, uh, can you share with us? Uh, is, are there any other any new news, any initiatives, any any other th- things that you might want want our uh, listeners to know? Well, most notably, the the walleye is probably the greatest news we have for our area lakes. We're seeing really good survival on our what we call walleye initiative lakes, and that includes. Golden Lake, um, Pewaukee Lake. Uh, we're looking at Kesis, all the way down to Little Muskego, Namabins, Nagawicka. So you've got basically the, the Oconomowoc chain and the Bark River chain has been stocked pretty heavily with large fingerling walleyes. Those lakes are doing pretty well. We're seeing decent survival and seeing that those fish are actually approaching that legal size limit, 18 inches. We're starting to see some net increased natural reproduction as well as great angling opportunities. So, Yeah, Oconomowoc Lake is doing really good. Uh, but what what can you tell us about Lake LaBelle? You know, I've, I've had that. You know, we've discussed that in the past, and I understand that you might be going to a slot size limit on Lake LaBelle. Uh, that's debatable. You know, we've got to go through some public... Uh, input on that one because there's a lot of different user groups for that system and what their the management goals for the lake include what we commonly refer to as biomanipulation so there's really two maybe three lakes that we try to implement special regulations on Um, these are because they they have issues with water quality aquatic plants as you probably know there's not a lot of aquatic plants on Lac Labelle um, there's a lot of carp. So what we try to do is maintain water clarity through a higher density of predator fish. So basically these different um, biomanipulation lakes, I like to pair up with more restrictive regulations that provide good catch and release angling opportunities. So they kind of fill the two voids of meeting the habitat um, needs as well as or maintaining habitat through uh, biomanipulation as well as providing that catch-and-release opportunity. Uh, going back to that northern pike thing on Big Muskego, <clears throat> you know, I was told years ago that, you know, the DNR instituted a 26-inch size limit on, on northern pike to uh, help them spawn more. I mean, it would seem to me that you would have a slot limit on the northern pike to be putting back those fish that are 26 to 36 inches for spawning purposes rather than telling the public to keep all the big ones and throw back the little ones. How do you feel on that subject? Yeah, well, if you're talking about big mosquito, um, you got to have adequate natural reproduction, and we've definitely established that, so we've discontinued stocking as a result. If you're using stocking to support that fishery, because natural reproduction isn't there, a slot size isn't really going to work in most cases. But in the case of Big Muskego, um, I'm actually looking at a slot size right now. We currently have a slot size uh, in our toolbox, if you will. Um, that's the different regulations we can apply to our waters. Our toolbox for um, Northern Pike includes a 25 to 35-inch slot with a two-bag for southern Wisconsin. And for the first time, I just uh, implemented that particular slot size regulation on Okachi Lake. So 
that's a great uh, opportunity that I didn't mention yet. That's awesome. So in the meantime, getting back to Big Muskego, I am looking at um, proposing a slot size for Big Muskego. I'm not, it's not um, certain for sure, but we're working through the, the data right now. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're out there. We just pulled out netting this week. Um, seven days, we caught over 1,000 pike. Um, so our catch rate was really good, almost 19 per net night. And what we've seen is we've got a lot of fish that are in that 25 to 35 protected. Yeah, so, good. And then the males are stacking up below. So we might have a harvest opportunity out on uh, Big Muskego now that now that a lot of those females have recruited to that 25 to 35. Yeah, the the 32-inch size limit on Pewaukee Lake has really worked well. There's a lot of dandy pike out there now. Yeah, that's, again, that's one of our, I guess, three main lakes that we were trying to biomanipulate with special regulations Um, out there. It's kind of interesting just to see the dynamics change. Like I said, the biggest benefit, I think, is the pan fishery. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that has been amazing, Ben, because I was out there. Uh, I actually started taking kids out there who wanted to go pan fishing. You know, I'd have parents call and say, hey, can you guide for something other than musky? And I'd say, no, nah, let's not go on Pewaukee. They're just too small. Um, man, I I took groups out last year and got a lot of nice bluegills. It was just great. So it's a success. Yeah, I mean, anglers, I mean, we can't underestimate exploitation. We're out there full force. We've got our electronics. Um, so some of these regulations, they hurt. But when it comes to, you know, a little bigger minimum length limit and good natural reproduction or good stocking practices, we can we can build a balanced fishery. It's just a matter of having that cooperation. Now, in the case of Okachi, you get five adult northern pike per acre. That density is reaching a level we refer to as density-dependent growth issues. So <clears throat> when they become too dense, just like the panfish, the pike stop growing a little bit. So there's a harvest opportunity. You know, I was uh, talking with my boys the other day, and uh, what, we're, what we've done in the past and what we're going to continue to do, uh, I'm just switching over to crappies here, uh, we kind of think that the 25 fish limit on crappies might be a little high because if you're into decent sized crappies, a uh, 15 inch, a uh, 15 fish limit is more than enough. I think they have that in Minnesota, and it it's it has proved very effective. How do you feel about going to a 15 inch size limit? I mean, a 15 fish limit on crappies. Yeah, I think most anglers would be in favor of that. We're still waiting to finish up our statewide panfish special regs evaluations. They were implemented a number of years back, if you remember, the big panfish initiative. Right, right. And we're going to evaluate the effects of those and hopefully come up with some um, opportunities for us to apply that data to our local lakes here. We do have a couple special regs um, for the county, including Eagle Spring Lake, Big Muskego, and Lock LaBelle all have special panfish regs, but... uh, yeah, I, I'm in favor of it. Um, anytime you reduce harvest, angler harvest, you do uh, oftentimes see um, improvements to that fishery depending on 
what the limiting factor is, but you'll have some like, of the old greedy meat hunt hunters complaining, no doubt. <laughs> There's always those guys. Yeah. Hey Ben, um, we got to take a break. I don't know. Do you want to stay over for another segment, or do you want to get going now? Only if you want me to stay. Uh, it's up to you. We we well, always enjoy talking I'll to you about you, this stuff. I'll tell you what, if, if you don't mind holding on, I know it's kind of a pain on the phone. I do have some other questions. I'd Maybe just uh, if we can ha- come back for just a couple minutes after, if that's okay. No problem. Okay, thanks, All right. Ben. All right, hold on, Ben. Folks, hold on. We'll be right back with more of the Cutting Edge Outdoors. I just want to let you know we're talking with Ben Heisner, DNR fisheries biologist here in southeastern Wisconsin. So stay tuned for more of that, folks. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this beautiful day. And uh, we've got our guest on the line, uh, Ben Heisner. He, he was kind enough to uh, hold over just for a few questions in our second uh, segment here. So, Ben, uh, we were talking about uh, pike and some natural reproduction and so forth. Of the lakes that you mentioned before, uh, you mentioned a whole bunch, Golden, Pewaukee, Kesis, uh, the Nababans, um, you know, there we go. Um, which of those, if any, have any chance for some natural reproduction? Well, we already have documented some pretty strong natural reproduction in both Nagawick and Namabins along the bark system. One of the things that made the Namabins improve in 2013, we pulled the dam out on the roller mill dam. Um, that's the middle bark in between Nagawick and Namabins. Since then, we've seen the walleye run move upstream at night. They're downtown Delafield, right behind the Karate Club in big numbers. So there is a fish refuge there. It's, you're not allowed to fish there and uh, during certain periods. And then, uh, so yeah, we've seen pretty decent natural reproduction there. We do see natural reproduction on Pine and Oconomowoc Lake. Um, again, Oconomowoc Lake has a nice one-mile stretch of the Oconomowoc River with excellent spawning habitat. So, so it, so it, 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 it is looking promising then in some of these fisheries that it's not just going to be a thing where it constantly has to be, be stocked by the DNR, which is which is good news. Um, as far as uh, are there any other initiatives or anything going on uh, in, in local lakes, or is it just pretty much try and manage some of the other species, like musky, for example. Is that just pretty much set kind of on a level thing where each year you put so many in there and it's just kind of maintaining itself? Not exactly. It's a little more complex, and I just got to give a shout-out to Musky Club of Wisconsin and Milwaukee Chapter of Muskies, Inc. Been great partners working with them on the musky issues. Um, we do, you know, our biggest, um, what we call... A1 trophy opportunity is Okachi. So that's a lower density managed for um, larger fish. But those fish emigrate downstream. So you've got a pretty decent fishable population in Oconomowoc, and then it gets less dense downstream. Well, the two clubs, MCW, MCMI, um, excuse me, Muskie Club of Wisconsin and Milwaukee Chapters and Muskies, Inc., 
have sponsored some pretty heavy stocking of spring yearlings, um, even as far down as LaBelle. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, efforts on there because the state DNR stocking efforts have done well for Okachi. So we try to change it up from year to year depending on how well our, our state supplies those uh, systems, and we try to allocate the private funding as well. So in addition to, you know, the continual adaptations we add in on the musky stocking front, we, are been, we have been talking about um, gathering public feedback on a countywide 50-inch minimum length limit. Wow. Wow. Um, so... I don't know about that. You're not sure, Tom? I'm not, I don't, I'm not too sure about that one, Ben. And that's exactly what we need to do is gather public feedback. So my suggestion was that the clubs approach the spring hearings as a what we call a local um, Wisconsin Conservation Congress resolution to gather public feedback on that. There's a lot of people like you, Tom. And that's the difficulty that we often face is that we have a diverse amount of anglers. Some people may perceive that as having some negative impacts on panfish or other game fish species. So they'd rather not see the 50. Others are all about it. So we want to gather feedback before we do anything. Also, we want to make sure that we have the science there. So in 21, we'll be planning a creel survey on Pewaukee Lake. So... um, by the way, I should mention this year in 20, we'll be doing a creel survey on Nagawicka Lake. So this is something that hasn't been done for over 15 years in Waukesha County. So we're really excited to get some recent data on angling pressure and exploitation. Mm-hmm. Hey, what did you, I, I mentioned earlier in the show that uh, they're going to be putting, uh, or if everything goes to plan, another boat launch on Pike Lake. Um, at the DN, at the, the the DNR park over there, or the state park. Uh, did you hear about that? No, I didn't. But that's great news. Um, yeah, that uh, is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Pike Pike Lake. That's, uh, that's a, Is that in Waukesha County yet? Or oh that's wait a minute. No, here? that's uh, Washington. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Washington that's, County. That's, so that's not your area, right? Correct. Oh okay okay. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Let me ask you. As far as the uh, the muskies stocked in the Waukesha uh, lakes. Is there a specific strain that you guys are trying to go with? Uh, we typically go with what's called unspecified because the muskies aren't native to these waters. Okay. Um, so, so the answer is no. I know we've dabbled in some uh, leech lake strain. The clubs have purchased those. But what we're seeing is, you know, mild differences that are undetectable in terms of their performance. And that's based off of the Dane County studies they've done. Right, right. I have caught a few over the years that were, you know, clearly different. You know, they were spotted. They looked totally unlike, you know, the other muskies that I was catching out there. So um, I have heard that they had done some experimentation. Um, We were talking about the, the more predator uh, fish out there, such as the walleyes helping crop off the panfish. Maybe the pike helped with that, too, on Pewaukee. Uh, and um, the more predators, maybe that's that's good for the panfish population. I know I talked with you about this years ago. Uh, Midwestern states, 
back, what, 80s, I think, discontinued stocking tiger muskies because they wanted a chance to have something that might have the opportunity to spawn naturally. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the tiger muskie is sterile. Uh, with the fact that there's not much really successful um, uh, reproduction going on anyway, and the other reason years ago I heard that tiger muskies were readily harvested, well, now everybody's pretty much letting most everything go. Um, would there ever be any reason to uh, possibly stock tiger muskies again, or is, are they more expensive, or, or what are your thoughts? Well, when it comes to tiger muskies, they're just not available. Nobody's really producing them. That was definitely something, like you said, of the 80s, perhaps maybe even further back. But what they found is the performance wasn't that great. Um, they weren't. They didn't do as well as they had hoped. So we've discontinued any uh, production of tiger muskies. But the, that just pretty much uh, ends the conversation there. If they're not available, we don't have an option. So Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, uh, Thomas, any other questions for Ben? We appreciate you no. taking your time. I know it's no fun sitting on the phone, and hopefully next year we can get you back in the studio where it's a little more comfortable. Yeah, we appreciate you taking your time to be with us, Ben. Oh, yeah. it's my pleasure. I'm sorry I don't call in more. Um, maybe we can do this again soon. Oh, yeah. All right. Let us know. Oh, now I say I'm like John. We <laughs> never. John would never let anybody go. Have they started the uh, walleye, uh, trying to net the walleyes out on Pewaukee and get the uh, walleye wagon going? Any idea? Have you heard anything? Great. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there's another partner group that I'd like to give a big shout-out to is the Walleye Surmile Group. They're working on the habitat. They're working on a lot of issues over there to improve Pewaukee Lake. So you can't put it all in the regulations and stocking. Um, that being said, yes, um, this year, Tom Kep and the Walleye Sir Tomorrow group is definitely going to be doing the walleye wagon. They'll be setting that's here in another couple weeks and uh, taking eggs from some of those fish that are newly uh, recruited to the spawning population out there and i know in the past they've asked for volunteers to go on out there i did go out there years ago and did an article for the lake uh, country reporter it was really cool we got two legitimate 10 pound walleyes in the net that day and it was really neat you know going in and and uh, have watching everybody you know do the thing the measuring and the whatever milking of them or you know getting everything ready and it's a real uh, real science with that walleye wagon so that's been a great operation so yeah it's we'll a, try and publicize that more it's, it's a wonderful uh system our largest water body in waukesha county 2500 acres super productive so um the fact that you can go out there and catch panfish big smallmouth huge largemouth walleye musky northern what an opportunity uh right here in metro area wisconsin so yeah and we yeah. spent 20 minutes talking and in all the years we've been talking i don't think we ever even mentioned the bass yeah, i don't think we've ever great. mentioned the bass with you but we got a great bass fishery yeah, in these lakes exactly so all right well, ben thank you again we'll talk right, to you again pleasure. all right thank all right take much. care man okay Good thanks ben talk to you later Bye. that was ben heisner Wisconsin DNR biologist here in Waukesha County. And the nice thing about Ben is he he's a fisherman. He yeah. loves fishing, mm -hmm. ice fishing, open water fishing, uh, you know, so he's on our side. Yeah. Well, with that, we got to go to a break, folks. Stay tuned for more. 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Give us a call with a hunting or fishing question. Um, bridge report, lake report. Tom gives the bridge reports. He likes to, you know, get in his car and drive. Not anymore. And there's five boats. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, not speaking anymore. of um, getting in the car and driving, I heard Door County which a lot of people like to go up to for spring fishing oh, is yeah. asking that there's no more, that there's no more, um, that visitors from outside don't come in. Oh, really? They're trying to ask that. Close the motels that, and that? And... Well, as far as the motels, I typically call and book in April. Mm-hmm. And my brother told me that he was told that they can't take any additional bookings. Mm. So I might be out of luck as far as, being able to book anything up there now, so yeah, it's kind of a kind of a crazy crazy thing. And you know, fez- I was going to ask you, didn't one year you camp up there? Well, we camp at the end of May. Oh, okay. When it's warmer. Okay. That's why I was saying before anybody camping now needs to mm-hmm. have their head examined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless they got a cute girl in a real warm sleeping bag. <laughs> There ain't no reason to be out camping anywhere. Um, but, yeah, I'll have to check into that. Pheasant hunting. Uh, I'll be out with Al out for our final shoot at Wern Valley. We were out there mm-hmm. last week, uh, Saturday, and it was business as usual. Uh, I got a phone message from Al last night. Um, he said that they don't want anybody inside the clubhouse, so we're going to have to meet in the parking lot. Okay. And uh yeah, and they've got a little bar right inside no there. Hot coffee and they for got you. the coffee and the food yeah, and yeah. stuff. So now even that's uh, yeah. even oh, that's yeah. done. So it's it's all all kind kind of depressing. Gotta tell you a funny story though. <laughs> okay. So last week I took a friend of mine, uh Eli, from school where I work, and he didn't have a blaze orange. So I figured, well, I'll let him use my vest and I've got a blaze orange, you know, light hoodie mm-hmm. that I wear for light making drives and so forth. I figured I'll just put that on. That Plus, I get out of having to carry any birds because it doesn't have the pouch and <laughs> back, right? So I'm not as dumb as I look. So anyway, I get ready to go last Saturday. And I go out about an hour before we go out there, and I, I had the vest in the back with my shotgun shells and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't keep my, my shotgun in the, in the truck because I don't want it ripped right. off. But I didn't worry about the vest and hat and and I had the shells in the pockets. So I go in, I clear out all these shells. You know, I had about 15 shells in the pockets. Mm-hmm. And throw them on the floor of the truck. And and I lift up the vest, and it still feels like a ton. And I'm like, well, what the heck? What's this lump? Don't tell me. Yep. I'd left a pheasant in the back of the game vest for two weeks. <laughs> oh, two weeks. It's in the back, right? Oh, I pull out this hen pheasant, and I just crack up laughing. Oh, my I can't believe it. I'd been driving around with that thing in there for two weeks. Now, you would have thought that it would have smelled. Yeah, it didn't, huh? No, it was cold enough. Yeah, cold enough. Yeah, yeah, where it didn't didn't get all rotten. Mm -hmm. If it were summertime, it could have been bad. Any bugs crawling around it? I don't know. How do you debug (laughs) here? You hope not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, man. I I don't know. It's probably not like a fox pelt. I was talking to, uh, I think it was Dan Johnson or somebody, and and he said something about how if you get like a fox or like like Mm -hmm. maybe even a coyote, I'm guessing, they got that dense winter fur, leave them, once they die, 
and the, the body of the host begins to get cold yep. and not warm anymore, just watch all the critters come crawling yep. out of their fur like crazy. It's uh, pretty gross. That's what I heard. It's, it's kind of creepy that there's... All these little... Uh, God. What are they, mites? Or yeah, like mites. There's another name parasites, for Parasites, mites, little, lice. Lice, yeah. They're, they're, and they jump. They, they jump? They're yeah. jumping lice? Yeah, they jump. Yeah, they, they I don't know. They probably like jump you, a couple inches, you know, when they're moving like from one spot to another. Put them in a circus or something? Oh, yeah, you could jump probably. Jumping lice circuit? Yeah. It was, yeah, they're... Uh, Not good. Yeah, no, it's it's creepy. Yeah, yeah so, no, I found I, out the hard way years ago, yeah. Would you have some lice jump? Oh, God, yeah, from yeah. And from rabbits, too. From rabbits? Rabbits, anything you bring home, it's got it on them. Clean yeah. them outside, don't put them yeah. in, the, in, the, in the basement? Yeah, definitely clean them could outside. They get on, could they get on Rover, the family pet, then? They could, yeah. They could get on you, too. What? Oh, yeah. You're jumping all over the place. Yeah, yeah I see one on jumping you. on your neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness We're going to have to isolate you yeah. from the jumping lice. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wish Ben, you know, it, years ago, Dan, there used to be a magazine, I mean, a little booklet. Uh, I can't remember the guy. Jay Reed, I think, put it out. It was uh, 100, uh, no, it was, yeah, 100 fishing spots. Uh, close to Milwaukee or something like that. I don't know if you remember that. It was just a little booklet. He got it through the Journal Sentinel. And uh, and he had all these spots. And so it wasn't just boat launches on lakes, but he also had spots to fish from shore. And I wish uh, Ben would have, like, mentioned, talked more about where these spots are, let's say, like, on the Rock River. Uh, because I know a lot of people would like to go there and fish for the walleyes on the Rock River but don't have a boat to do you it. Know- that would be a great idea. That would be a great book. Perhaps in my retirement, I can travel the state of Wisconsin and go and, and document every great shore fishing, pure mm-hmm. fishing place there is and write a book. Well, if you just did it for within, let's say, 50 miles of Milwaukee, 50 miles of Milwaukee, you just did a book on those spots. I mean, it would take some time for you to right. drive to all these places, get Google Earth involved and all that, you know, and let but I'm telling you, that a lot of people would then buy that. You could also, for each town, you could also do a review of the best little restaurant, mm-hmm. bar, burger joint in the area and feature some little Sell place. advertising in it, too. Sell. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe uh, what's the best lodging close mm-hmm. by. Wow, maybe I could get sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you. You that, know what? I would buy that book, though, yeah, if it existed. Definitely. So I could pick up a book and say, hey, I can drive mm-hmm. up to... Here and fish off the shore in this park in this time of year, there's a chance of getting big yeah, bluegills, right? And or and walleyes you, on the yeah. shore of this river. And you know how many moms and dads would love to be able to take their kids someplace where you don't need a boat. I mean, just go from shore, take a picnic lunch along or whatever. I, I'm telling you, there would be a lot of people that would use a book like that. I mean, I thought about it years ago, but it's like, man, that's a lot of work, a lot of driving involved. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you got to. Really look for places because some of these places are hard to find. You know, here, here's one that, um, you know, I've, I've told this to people on the show before is like, uh, uh, okay, Long Lake up in, up by Dundee. Yep. Long Lake, really nice lake for fishing in that. But what they did was they put two fishing piers in. They're like T-shaped piers that people, you know, public can go and fish. You got to go into the state park to use them though, Okay. But the whole shoreline along the state park, they got, like, picnic tables out there and that. You can fish from shore, and you can actually 
catch bluegills, crappies, bass, uh, northerns. You can actually catch those from shore. It's possible. So it's not like you're just trying to, you know, catch those little three-inch bluegills. I mean, that you can actually catch something to keep if you want it. But it would be a nice thing. I mean, there's a number of places like that, but nobody, not a lot of people know about them, you know. I mean, we, you and I know of a few places like that, but we don't know. I mean, you look at even Pewaukee Lake. Right in downtown Pewaukee, you got the big fishing pier out there for people to fish, you know. And, and it's utilized. There, you know, there's always people out there fishing and actually catching stuff. A couple years ago when they were getting some decent crappies around that mm-hmm. island out there, there were guys on that pier yeah. catching crappies. They were doing and good. One time I got home in May, and I happened to hear all this hooting and hollering, and I looked out there, and on the end of the pier, some guy was holding an enormous bass. Really? Yeah, yeah. big bass. I know and they I went come and grabbed through there. my binoculars, and, you know, I was really happy for the guys mm-hmm. sitting on that pier catching that fish um, yeah i mean he's probably got bait for bluegills or crappies you know small hook small right. bait whatever and everybody and on the pier is excited probably and, lighter line and all of a sudden he's got this monster fish on the line yeah there's a yeah. certain camaraderie of everybody yeah. out fishing together on exactly. a pier and uh, you exactly. know sometimes i feel sorry for him thinking oh poor guy doesn't have a boat yeah but there is a certain relaxation to shore fishing there that, is that is different than on a boat it's very relaxing who you got on the line there sam nobody oh okay um, but anyway, yeah, it, it would be a book like that would, would be great. I think it would be a big seller. Yeah. Maybe the journal Sentinel would sponsor you in doing that. Like they did with Jay Reed. I think it was Jay Reed or was it Ron Lays? It was Ron Lays or Jay Reed. One of those two guys. So. You know, Jay Reed, I had a lot of people, a lot of old timers tell me that they really loved reading his articles. Yeah, he was good. Out of all the, you know, Rippenhoff was good too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and Paul Smith is good as well yeah. now. But Jay Reed, uh, he seemed to have kind of a, a style, yep. I think. He had a and special rate, way of writing, yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of was, I don't know if it's a more folksy kind of a way, but yeah. He, yeah. He, he seemed like People liked it. average guy that you'd right. be out fishing and hunting with. Right. And, and he seemed to be out there doing it himself right. all the time. Well, we got to go to a break right now, Danny. So uh, we got one more segment coming up. 799-1250 is the phone number or uh, CEO guys at yahoo.com. When we come back, I'm inspired now. I'm going to tell a story of a magical spot, the Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth spot for Pike that we found years ago. All right. We look forward to that, folks. So stay tuned for more. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. Sam Schmidt's on the board, and our first caller is Troy in Des Moines, Iowa. Ooh, Des Moines, Iowa. Hey, good morning, Troy. Thanks for calling. Troy Woodrow here. Hey, guys. oh, I'll make I'll, I'll make it real quick because I know you got to go. But I just want to let you know that book idea, Bushy. That's a great idea. I want, one thing I would add to that is if you went to a local bait shop. And ask for like what the greatest story in the area of somebody that caught a you know great fish offshore and published it. Mm-hmm. That would be a really cool idea as well. Like right now, I'm reading the greatest muskie stories ever told. Sarah and uh, uh, those guys wrote it from Muskie Hunter Magazine. That was, mm-hmm. uh, so that would be a cool idea anyway. I think that's a great idea because I I do all kinds of shore fishing as bushy and you guys know, and I'm always looking for places that I can get off and do short you know do shore fishing. Ever since I had the house on Pewaukee Lake where I cut all the muskies off, you know, 
my peer, and so that's a great idea, guys. You know, I'll tell you, uh, one of the best names for a book, Troy, that I really liked, uh, and I would love to steal the name, but I can't. It was already used. Was I forget the guy's name? He, uh, I think it was might have been like somebody like Len Hartman or something like that about musky fishing. But the name of the book was Before I Forget. And I thought, what a great title. Because, you know, let's face it, we get older, we forget things, we forget stories, what we caught here, there, whatever. So that I, I just love that title. So some way i got to work that into a, a book title before I forget. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Danny's not here right now. He's okay, uh, yeah, I just, I just yeah. wanted to say that. All right. All right. That, that, uh, Danny works on his you know, retirement plan. I that, think that's a that's, great idea. I'll, that, I'll talk more about it later, but I just wanted to try. All right. That. Well, I'll let him know. Thanks okay. a lot, Troy. Okay, okay yeah. bye now. And uh, who is this? Tom in Oak Creek. Hey, Tom in Oak Creek. How you doing this morning? Uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, we're we're pretty good. We don't have any coronavirus between us. <laughs> oh, let me over that. Green around yeah. the gills here, yeah, Tom. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So you what's feeling on, okay? Yeah. What's on your mind, Tom? I really want to thank you guys and compliment you on having been on. That was oh. an excellent segment. I mean, the questions were great. The answers were phenomenal. It's nice to hear somebody from one of the departments that we support actually knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, so, as a matter of fact, you know, we've had Ben on a number of times over the years, and we, we'd like to have him on even more. And our, our friend, uh, the warden, Grappi. Uh, he moved uh, away. He moved away, and he would come into the studio all the time, you know, which, which know. is great yeah. to have the wardens come in and answer questions, you know. Marcus, we yeah. I think we had him come in and years ago. uh Oh, jeez. Oh, Kyle. My, Kyle used Kyle, to come in years yeah. ago, the warden. So yeah. we got a lot of and great. And Blaine. Blaine Zarek. Oh, he, yeah, he's. There's uh, a lot really? of great. Uh, there's a lot of great people, local people working for the DNR out mm-hmm. there. Um, good bunch uh, of guys. You, you two asked the right questions, and I, very impressive. A nice segment to listen to. And your your idea for that book, Tom, I think is terrible. Why? Oh, why? You don't want people fishing in your spots? Oh, I want to write the book myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously, years ago, I thought, God, would that be a great book? Because like I said, uh, do you remember if it was Jay Reed or Ron Lays who had that book? The 100 Fishing Spots Close to Milwaukee. I don't know if you know about if you Do you remember that? No, I don't know. No? Oh. Well, anyway, and I thought, well, you know, because let's face it, there's a lot of people who don't have boats that want to go out and fish, but it's just difficult for them to, especially when you're around a big metropolitan area like we have, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I started off shore fishing and I had two boats. In fact, you tried to help me last year find a boat. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm back to shore fishing, but boy, yeah, we could put a hell of a book together. I think so. I, I think so. I go I go up to the Bago system and there's phenomenal. Oh shore yeah, fishing. there's a lot of shore fishing oh. off of Bago in different areas. Matter of fact, yep. there was one place I wanted to go to, our friend uh oh uh, uh Texan, the big reek, who calls in a lot. He he told yep. me about this place. It was a bait and tackle shop, and I the bait and tackle shop when we talked to him, they said there was a place like within walking distance, real close to their bait and tackle shop where you can fish from shore. And this one guy, and, and Tex would say, or this other guy would say, yeah, I'd take out my lawn chair. And he would actually catch fish there, you know, keepers, keepable fish. Yeah, the thing is we need more bait and tackles. Oh, spots, and yeah. Maybe the shoreman will bring it back, you know. Maybe. I mean, it's just, it's on, I live in Milwaukee, and I tell you, Milwaukee County, 
And the only place you can go is R&R, which I like, but they do a lot of the salmon stuff. Yeah. But, man, yeah. there's no place you can just walk in, walk around, look at new stuff and, and things, you know. Yeah. Unless you go up to Cabela's or out to uh, Fleet Farm. Yeah, know? Fleet Farm's and got a yeah. lot, yeah. Well, listen, and, okay. And, that, and that's a travel. You yeah. guys have a good weekend. Take Thank care. you, Tom. So you too. Again. Thanks again. Okay, bye now. And who's who else we got? Oh, one minute. We got to wait one minute, he said. Uh, we got to wait one minute? Yeah. He put up a finger. No, like, I think it was hold middle on. finger, buddy. Like, <laughs> screw you, Tom, for looking at all my lights over my shoulder. Oh, I know. I see all his stuff. Everybody's awake. Uh, Woody called in when yeah. I was I yeah, got when stuck, you were gone. I'm talking to our friend Mike over yeah. here. And uh, so sorry I got back here late. But, oh, that's all right. Yeah, I know Woody likes the shore fish, so I'm sure yeah. that he, he was probably liking yeah. that idea. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he thought that was a good idea. Jay Reed, is that the author? Yeah, that could I think that was. Jay yeah. Reed used to be an outdoor columnist for the yeah. Milwaukee Journal Center. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what the caller's name was, but he just told me Said to pass on to you guys. It was Jay Reed yeah. that did that book, yeah. It was? That's okay, good. so you remember that. Yeah, oh, it was a great book, yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, I might even have one laying around so, the house somewhere hiding. Yes, Mike, what's up? Boys, I had a question. I haven't had yeah. a chance to. Mike to, McGivern, by the way, big hey, time world Mike McGivern. Famous. World famous. World famous. Hey, so I haven't had a chance to listen to the show today. I'm sure you addressed it. But in in what's going on in, in our world right now, going out and, and fishing is, is fine, right? You go yeah. out by yourself. There's so a, tournaments would probably be either rescheduled or canceled. Um, I, that might that be. kind of stuff. Yeah, I I'm not sure. The uh, Door County has a big tournament coming up. This is like a hundred thousand dollar tournament coming that's up in May. May. That's in May. And uh, well, this is still going to be going on in May. Yeah, it'll no, be that's going to be going on May. till the till till I. It'll be. We'll for, I retire. Forgot, I we'll, retire. We'll have, I think they retired me. We'll have me. forgotten about it by May. No, we won't. Trust me. It'll well, be all over but, by May. I, so <laughs> the idea, and I keep hearing, look. You're yeah. stuck in your house, but a good thing to do is go out and get a walk as long as you're oh, not yeah. walking Out, around. Yeah. Outdoors, yeah. Fishing. Outdoors. So, yeah. what, so what you guys love to do. It's probably it, one of the best things. Probably hunting one of the best. Out in the woods. Yeah. Hunting, fishing. Yeah. Plus, if you're out in the cold and exercising, it actually boosts your immune system yeah. as opposed to sitting at home. And a lot of people now, well, you like to go to the gym. You've done a great job. You lost a lot, a lot of weight yeah, over the years. There. Yep. Now a lot of people are frustrated. Um you know, the thing that I've been doing to try and keep in shape is I'll be out pheasant hunting with my good friend Al Shook today, and I'll walk miles. Good Won't for you. walk as many miles as the dog that's running back so, and forth. That thing's... But you'll you'll stay six feet apart, right? Because that's oh, yeah, the deal. Oh, yeah, we're spread out. Yeah, that's that's the way you got to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so actually, yeah, I wonder, actually a good so thing this, to do. For, for you guys, this is uh, not that. But for the stores, I would think the real uh, – certainly stores are going to be shut down, I would think. Yeah, Sherpers, uh, where I work part-time, yeah. their three stores are shut down. They're going to close for a while. I'm wondering whether, like, bait shops, like uh, some of our like local Dick bait Smith. shops. Like Dick I, Smith. I don't think, I think they could probably regulate, Tom, where they say no more than 10 customers in at a time. They could do that. And, in fact, those little bait shops, Tom, it's not like you see hordes in there anyway at a time. I, I'd be surprised if I've ever seen... Well, more than ten in a tiny little. If they bait do shop. what they're doing in Illinois, they're going to shut them all down. So, you yeah. can't you can't get your hair cut now. You know that, right? That I okay. Know. Yeah. We're all going to look like hippies. So, <laughs> so now, <laughs> Evers, not to be outdone by Illinois, is probably going to follow suit. You would think, yeah, you would think. And it almost, I don't know. It's, it, a, it's, it's a it's a different time. I talked to my mom. Yesterday, she's what ninety one, something like that. She goes, I've been through a lot of stuff, never seen anything like it. So, 
All right. Well, we got 30 seconds, folks. Oh, we well. got to go. All right. So thanks, we'll Mike. see thanks, you next boys. week. Yep. That's all I got. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, guys, go out, do some fishing. It's safe out there. We'll see ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.